right? Miami gets a pick six or whatever. They're thrown on the turnover chain. It's, it's about <laughs> that, you know, like that's kind of like what I want to do. I want to like, can, can those guys, can OBA get a, like a hang meat chain in the next week? Oh my God. Oh, I'm going to so see good. if we can. I, as soon as we get off this, I'm looking into this. Oh my God. <laughs> We know there's a lot of podcasts out there, and this is definitely one of them. This is the Joel and Mouse Fitness Funhouse with your hosts, one guy who's short and strong, and another who's short and, well, he's a pretty nice guy. Now, here they are, Joel and Mouse. It is CrossFit Games Week. Welcome back into the Fitness Funhouse with Joel and Mouse. My name is Joel Gadet. His name is the Mighty Mouse, Matt Rattay. I wish you could see the dance move. That Matt mm. just did. I don't know what uh, that is. Hit it. Hit it. Quit it. No. Quit it. No. Hit it. Yes. Hey. Oh. Folks, he used to do this while coaching classes all the time, and it was the best. Used to. I still do. <laughs> well, in the true. full well, area. When I was when I was in your classes. Yes. Thing, I've tried to I've tried to like incorporate that into my teaching, and it doesn't happen because it just doesn't, doesn't doesn't ring the same way. Joel, it's, it, 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 it's one of those things of like, um, people have said coaching acumen is something you build, like yeah. being able to teach the movements, being able to twerk and teach. That's a whole nother level, my mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And we'll get you there. We'll get you. I'm sure Ben will teach you that. I'm sure Ben <laughs> busts out a, a nice little twerk sesh here or there while he's coaching his classes, keeps it light and fun. Maybe unintentionally. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, our guest today is Joey Totora. Uh, he is on a team this week at the CrossFit Games. So we've got a great CrossFit Games Ash preview on this episode. Ash CrossFit Games. Ash CrossFit Games. Ish preview. Ish. Yeah. CrossFit Games. Ish preview. Um, on this episode, he's on Team OBA CrossFit Open Box Athletics. He, Kelsey Keel, Nicholas Hecht, and Ashley Wozni. They qualified through the Granite Games, and they're one of a, a handful of teams that are in a really stacked field. When you look mm-hmm. at all three Mayhem teams, you've got Invictus, you've got OBA, uh, you go down to Oceana, and you've got Selwyn and Urban Energy, uh, Oslo Navy Blue, who came in second last year. They are back um, in full force, same four athletes that competed. So I know the individuals get the hype. I am mm-hmm. more excited, I think, for the team competition this year. Oh, and Reykjavik, yeah. I should probably include them. Yeah, yeah. I think I do think that the games this year are... And especially with Boz, it sounds like Boz is going to be putting a little bit more focus on the people who haven't gotten as much like spotlight, right? Team, like teams go last on Sunday. It'll be cool. And I think that, and I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be great. Like you, usually you end, I mean, hell, I didn't even know that. I mean, the ending with the teams, that's yep. going to be, and I do, I get what they're trying to do. I can see like, you're like, we want to see mayhem struggle. Like not that you ever want to root against mayhem and rich, but dude, People like the underdogs. And let's be honest, if your name in Mayhem, you're an underdog. <laughs> there could be an actual underdogs team. As Allison Scuds told us in our last episode, we might see the actual underdogs getting into the mix next year. On that note, though, Matt, uh, how do you like the field? What's your thought? Does Rich Froning get 10 is the ultimate question. I, I, I think... I think he still does. I think Mayhem still wins. I think that this year isn't the year they get dethroned. I think this is the year that they realize, oh, there are people coming for us. They just don't quite have the experience yet. You know? The only problem though is I think this is the only time you've got. I think this may be the, this may be it. I think that I I think this might be like if he wins now, because could you imagine the the team side opens up tremendously, but also he has done something this year that no one's ever done before as far as in my 
that I know of, and he and it still has yet to be done. But I think he might get if he gets multiple mayhem teams on the podium this year. That would be special because he's coaching that, the other. Like he is the coach for the independence team, which is wild. And I think that's what I. <laughs> this is almost like now where <laughs> Rich is the the player coach, and he has been the player coach now for like the last year. He's two coaching years. both teams. Yeah, that'd so be like I if think, Steph Curry was coaching the Warriors as the player coach. <laughs> And the Cavaliers or Celtics yeah. or whoever. <laughs> I think Rich is going to, I think they're going to win this year. I think you see them on the podium in first place. I do think Reykjavik will be in second. I think that they will, I, they're just too talented. That that team is too stacked. Like it's almost like, yeah, they don't have experience, but they make up with the fact that all four of them have experience as individuals mm. at the highest level. Um, and they've been training and they've had this, as like the forefront thought in her mind since the end of the games last year, like if this would have been thrown together willy nilly, like last second, then yeah, no chance. Like, cause you don't have enough time to gain that experience that you need to work as a cohesive team. Mayhem just has had so much time together that they just don't make mistakes. You know, though. So, so <laughs> oh, you, I haven't told you this story yet. Interesting story on that note. Um, I was talking to Chloe Govan David uh, yesterday as we record this mm-hmm. uh, from pro one Montreal. Do you remember last year, event four, when Pro One Montreal was leading in the Coliseum and Rich and Andrea went unbroken on the set of seven thrusters and they won the event and came from behind and it was like the grandest moment of Rich's career. You remember what happened? So, so you mean Rich just being rich? Okay. Yes, yeah, I do. No, yes. Okay. No, absolutely. So epic I, moment. I said, epic. To, I said to Chloe, I said, what was your experience being on the other end of that? And she mm-hmm. said, I've been waiting a year for somebody to ask that question. And she said not to make excuses because they won and like it was one of the greatest moments of all time. And it's it's almost an honor just to be involved in one of those moments and not to throw Frederick Dubé under the bus here. Uh, but <laughs> but get ready for the bus, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but she said he was a games rookie last year. And but like, this is why Mayhem always wins, because this doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, he was a games rookie last year and it was his first event in the Coliseum. And they went to that final round of thrusters thinking Frederick said they were going to go three, three, two because mm-hmm. he forgot that they, they were on the last round. Mm-hmm. And if you go watch the replay, Chloe finishes and goes to the finish line and he starts to turn and go back and she has to grab him and pull him over the finish line. If, if they had realized it was the final round, they would have either gone four, three or gone unbroken and they would have beat Mayhem, and it's a complete non-story at that point. And Mayhem only wins the first three events last year. But it's those little things, right? Like, those yep. are the mistakes that Mayhem doesn't make that everybody yeah. else, who are phenomenal CrossFit athletes, wind up in for whatever reason. It was, it, she said that, and she was like, you might not believe this is a true story. And I was like, I, I think I do. I think no. that's a great explanation. Man, it's 100%. Like that, but like what you said, that is the reason why Rich... And mayhem are who they are, and they, when we get to this point, and the thing is, like, and like the, that was probably. Plan well, they just B. don't get lost it, in the moment. Like, like everybody knew it was seven rounds. Yep. But you, yep, you're in the moment, right? It's tough. Yeah. Um, hey, in the meantime, uh, get us all better at CrossFit. Uh, what is our Matt Rutte tip of the day for uh, today's episode? Yeah. So today we're we're gonna talk about the clean. I talked about snatch last week. Okay. We talked about the start position of the snatch. Um, what we're actually gonna talk about today is gonna be the finish position of your cleans. Okay. Now this is something when I say the finished position, I mean that like what it should be is that 
tippy top toe, full extension. I got to get up to get down position. Got to, got to so get like, up to get down. See, I knew I'm not the only one that has heard that song before. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the name of the song, but you got to get up. One, two, three, four. Get you on the floor. Yeah, Joe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, like that, so that's the clean, right? A lot of times when people do cleans or snatches, but we're talking about cleans this week, it, it seems like people think I have to be faster than the bar. So in order to do that, I'm going to stay closer to the ground, mm. right? Because they want to sneak. And I call it sneaking because that's what's happening. You're trying to, you're trying to sneak under that bar. Wedge yourself. Practice. Exactly. Exactly. And so get up, right? Even if you just sing that silly song in your head before you go, I got to get up to get down. I got to get up, get up, get up, right? Get up. It's, it's right? Coolio, by the way. Is it Coolio? Yeah. I only knew his, I, I, oh wait, no, no, that's Cisco. I'm thinking of the thong song that Cisco. I was like, <laughs> completely different song and category. <laughs> but it, it is also so that, about getting down. <laughs> that it is. So what thong song, Coolio, whatever you need, it's going to get you to get up to finish. And what most weightlifting coaches will say, finish your legs, right? Finish the pool, right? I, I just tell my athletes, like, remember whenever you were younger and you used to do the pencil dive into the pool and you jump super tall and super tight and then just straight down into the pool, that same tall, tight position, that's what I want you to try to achieve when you're trying to finish the top of that clean. Um, I understand completely why people think like, oh, but I'm trying to get underneath it. So if I try to go up too high, then I have to go down further and it's going to take me longer. No, because you need to get height in the barbell in order to have enough height for you to get underneath said bar. And if you stop pulling up, well, then you're not going to get any kind of lift in the bar to be able to get underneath it. So it's kind of a catch 22. Yeah. You might be closer to be able to get underneath it, but because there's no height to begin with, well, then you're just screwed at that point. So tip of the week this week on cleans, get through the top. You guys got to get up to get down. Let's do that. And then who knows you might hit a PR this week. On that note, uh, let's talk about the team that is known for hanging meat, uh, is known for having fun. They are mixing things up on the team side at the CrossFit Games this week. As we always do, we start with Joey Tortora playing heads up. Number to beat, nine from Allison Scuds. Matt Rutte, Joey Tortora, heads up here on the Fitness Funhouse. Keep your head up, Rick. Keep your head up. Your boy here to keep his head up. Tits up. Tits up. He brings you uh, presents. Santa Claus. Yep. Um, T-Rex. Jurassic Park. Uh, Dinosaurs. Yes. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, you see these things in the oceans. They don't, they're not sharks, but they look like them. Shark and they're dolphins. a mammal. Yes. Yes. Uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, alphabet. Bang. Oh, you scared me. Fourth of July, they go bang. Fireworks. Uh, you grow them in a garden. Um, they look pretty. Uh, the flowers. Yes. Okay. Uh, the blank of England. King. Queen. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, they're birds that don't fly that live in Antarctica. Penguins. Um, they go into a cocoon and they emerge. Butterfly. Bang. Butterfly. Uh, double unders. Jump rope. Yeah! Hey! What we get? How many? Bro, we got on a chair. La the last 10 seconds, we're crushing it. That's at least nine.
We have a new leader. <laughs> it's the, hey, it's the bro. It's the bros. It's the bro connection. He, we we had ten. Let's go. 10. Whenever whenever Allison did eight, I was like, I don't know. I, that's a stretch. I don't think anybody's gonna be able to get nine. Let's get ten. We're good, Joey. man. We're on the same wavelength. This is off is to a good so- start. I tell you, Rich Froning ain't getting ten. No, he ain't getting no, ten. No, no. He, he can't do that. Nothing. He's good at he's good at a lot of things, but he's not good at heads up. Not like Joey is. Not like us, baby. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, hey, Joey, first off, thank you for being here. You're badass for being here. You were recently retired. Were you not? I was, I was indeed. I was there when it happened. I wasn't actually physically there when it happened, but um, I remember when it happened and I went on social media, saw it, and then saw the picture of you walking away and I cried a little bit. My wife hey, held I, me and consoled me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was something I was like thinking about for a while. Um, so, you know, it was around the time when they, um, they got rid of regionals. Right. So right there, I'm like, okay, this is different. You know, you and I both came up in the idea of like this very streamlined sequence of events. Mm-hmm. To make it to the games, you do the open, you go to regionals, you go to the games. It just made sense, right? Yeah. But then in 2019, they're like, okay, no more of that. You know, it's it was obviously like a financial shit decision by CrossFit. Like, hey, we're gonna punt this off. You can go to these sanctionals. Mm-hmm. Winner gets a ticket to the CrossFit games. All this other weird stuff. If you win your country, you know, top 30 in the open go. It was like whatever. Yeah. And for me, right there, I was like, man, this is so confusing. I've already like dumping a ton of money into just like going to regionals and now I have the potential to go to several to try and like get my ticket to the cross games. I'm like, this is just like a deterrent, you know? And then like, that's when uh, Zach Souter hit me up and he's like, yo, let's go team. So I go team in 2019. We ended up making it to the games. Awesome experience with Zach. He was a goon to say the least. He's the dude, man. He is the nicest human walking this earth. (laughs) that dude doesn't have a mean bone in his body. We'll get to him, but um, yeah, yeah. So then, in uh, like the end of that season, it was like you know 2020. Um, I'm like doing the open, and I'm just like so burnt out with the idea of like, okay, I have to like go to all these different sanctioned events. This because like the team broke up at that point because I moved to Philadelphia from Columbus, mm-hmm. and I was just like, man. I'm just exhausted. Like I just moved to Philly. I want to like kind of enjoy it here. And for me, I just kind of fell out of love with it mentally. Um, so I was like in the middle of an open workout. It was the handstand push up, deadlift, handstand walk, deadlift yep. workout. Mm-hmm. I remember doing a rep and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And I just like kicked off the wall. And like the person judging was like, okay, you can go. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm done. And she was like, with the workout? And I was like, with CrossFit. I was like, I'm done. And like, I went home and I like, literally like, cried to my wife. I told her what happened. I was like, hey, you know, it just hit me. It made sense. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and it kind of came at a great time because 2020 was an absolute shit show of a year. Um, so I didn't really miss anything there. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I took the time I needed. We bought a house. Um, had a ton of time to like renovate the house and, and do some fun stuff that I had been wanting to do. I got into woodworking. So I put this beard to good use. I there think, you go. You know, I, I put my flannel on and I go in my wood shop and I make stuff. Um, and I had a kid and I was like, you know, this is great. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I think like almost two years went by um, 
And I was, you know, just looking at my daughter. I was like, I feel good. I feel like mentally hungry again. And it like, I got like that itch. And like throughout those two years, I would go into the gym. I would like, I'd do a workout or something, you know, hop into class here and there. But like, I wasn't actively like, like, you know, like, you know, training. I was trying to get in and out and not in 60 minutes. I didn't want to, you know, be in the gym longer than that, especially with a newborn. So I reached out to my old coach, Coach L from uh, Brute Strength. And, um, you know, we just kind of got the ball rolling. He, he tested me a little bit. Um, and from there, you know, we just, I told him, you know, what we were trying to do, how we were trying to do it. And then one day, Kelsey Keel walked through the door and I was like, oh, what are you doing here? And she joined our gym and her and I just like started talking a little bit. And one thing led to another and found myself on a team going to the games again. So, you know, the year it kind of worked out well for us. Let me backtrack. Uh, before 20.3, like before you start that workout, was there a kernel in your mind of like, I don't know how this is going? Like what, what was the lead up in that eight minute period where you, you got to the point that like, that was it where you were done. You know what is funny is like, I, um, I was doing really well in that open too. It started, I think with like that 20 minute AMRAP of like toes to bar dumbbell thrusters and double unders. And I, I put up like, like a top 20 worldwide score. I was like feeling really good going into that open. But, like, I had just been, like, grinding so hard to get to that level. And, like, before that workout started, I was just, like, my knees were killing me. Like, I mean, like, I'd wake up in the morning. I called it the stair test. I was, like, if, I was like, okay, if I can get down the stairs and my knees don't hurt, I'm going to have a good day. But, like, you know, there'd be days I'd wake up and I'd, like, go to take that first step down the stairs. And I'm, like, I had to, like, turn sideways and, like, go down the stairs because they hurt that bad. So there, I just have like a ton of nagging, like little injuries like that. Um, and like I said, like I had just moved to Philadelphia. I had been there for maybe like six months at this point and I hadn't had an opportunity to enjoy it. There's so much good food and good like things to do here. And like, you know, I'm like, Oh, sorry. Like I have to go train. I have to go do this. I have to go do that. And it just like, it, it was so burdensome. And like I said, I just kind of like fell out of love with the idea of like spending six hours a day training. That's what I knew. I was like, this isn't fun anymore. It's not for me. We'll get back to CrossFit in a second. But uh, number one, uh, Philadelphia hot pretzels, yay or nay, when we talk about food. And number two, uh, oh, good. Okay, that was the right <laughs> answer. Uh, and number two, uh, Pat and Gino's is like everybody talks about that. But what is the secret uh, cheesesteak place that you have found that is like your go-to off the map? Alessandro's. You gotta go there, man. That, that line's around the block. Like the locals know about it. Like Pat's Geno's, that's like, you know, the touristy place. But yeah. like uh you go to this Dalessandro's place and it's just, I mean, it's out of this world. It's it, it is the greasiest thing you'll ever find. It is absolutely disgusting in all realms, but one of the most delicious things you will ever put in your mouth. And then you'll go there, you put some water ice, uh, and that's a you know, that's another Philly thing you gotta do when you're here. So I will make a whole weekend out of it, boys. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> See, you guys talk about this Philly stuff. Like, my dad was ra born and raised a few hours, I think, west of you guys, mm -hmm. over in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So you you guys go to Philly. I'm going to go hang out with my, my Steelers, my Penguins, you know, a city 
That's a that's known for oh. That's a great I think me and Joey have talked about. <laughs> I think me and Joey have talked about this before. Actually, uh, yeah. like, man, it, it sucks to be a brand. Not I recently, it, though. Not, re- not, well, not, not so. Not too I bad think recently. even more. Don't even get me started. On the like, it's almost more they, upsetting. Whenever you're like, hey, like before, you're like, okay, we're bad, and we know we're gonna, we're probably not gonna win. But now you're you're damn good, and we're why am I still not winning? Like, doesn't make any sense, I, dude. Especially <laughs> now with their their most recent move with signing a guy who's just being criminally investigated. Like, I, that's such a Browns move. And then trade the other guys, so you have no backup. Yeah, I mean, like, what our options are terrible, and like. I'm going to be pissed off on Sundays and like, that's it. You know, I'm like, I'm going to get all my things done early in the day so that yeah. after that I can just wallow in my sadness. Bad it's head. fine. I'm, I've been slowly like uh, buying like Philadelphia Eagles gear just to, you know, I mean, they're, they're whatever, at least they're yeah. local. Well, look, that's they're like, everyone local. keeps yelling at me because I just moved from Indy to Sacramento. So like I'm a mm-hmm. California kid now. And so everybody, uh, I, I keep getting flack from people back home. They're like, they're like Matt. Like you're not you. You weren't. Al- you're not allowed to like the Golden State Warriors because you have the Sacramento Kings right there. Like you're not allowed to like the Warriors. I'm like, why the hell would I not like the Warriors? They just got to, they're gonna win. Winning. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cheer for a team that's gonna win. Like, yeah, you're like I want to feel good about what I like root for. Yeah. You know, winning is fun. Like like I love to watch my team score touchdowns and not throw interceptions <laughs> for four hours. You know, like my wife has got to the point she's like. She's like, you have a daughter now. Like, obviously, like, you can't just spend the entire day, you know, watching football, whatever. And to her, she's like, you know, this isn't really about you watching football. It's about you, like, not getting angry that you're watching yeah. football, you know? So, <laughs> so she made the, like, she's like, okay, you can either, like, you can watch the Buckeyes as a family on Saturday, or you can watch the Browns by yourself on Sunday. We're not doing both. And I was like, all right, so let's. I will follow their game on my phone on Sunday and <laughs> we'll watch the Buckeyes at least win. The, the other thing that you mentioned in there though, uh, what, what are we woodworking? Like what's the, and, oh. ha, and how did that become the thing that we decided we were doing during the pandemic? So it was always something I wanted to do. I have always wanted to do that. Like as a kid, I would like kind of do that. Like my dad's a carpenter. He's I've always been around power tools. Like, when we bought our house, like the whole plan was like, my dad came in for a month, we gutted it. We just, I mean, we, we did all the work ourselves. So like, I'm like relatively proficient at that, but like, I wanted to take it a step farther and really like hone in on like a craft, you know, just like, I'm not trying to like make money off this. It's just something like, okay, when I have an hour to myself, like I can go and like work on a project. Um, so the first project I like wanted to tackle was a crib for my daughter. Um, I was like, you know, like, this is like, I have a ton of time to get done, to get this done. I want this to be like, you know, something that, you know, means something a little bit and that I can get better from. So I kind of drew up these plans and like, I made this crib. There are only four screws holding the whole crib together. So I did as much of like the joinery with just like, like really detailed, like, uh, hand cut joints and things like that um, my first thought is is the wife okay with that like you go to her she, she was so like, skeptical <laughs> she was Man, there's like, only four screws holding this whole thing together when i told her that she was like what are you talking about this is our Put child in this thing yeah, yeah. And she was like and i was like no and like to test it like i got in the crib and i, I like oh hell yeah yeah i laid down comfortably i like balanced up and down on this thing i was like dude this thing's not moving i promise you that how big is this um, crib 
This is a right, right, regulation crib. Oh. You know, I mean, I had to like. Pat oh, okay. I was gonna say, how did it, it yeah. how did it fit dad and then child? <laughs> um, but like the whole thing is like I wanted to be able to like you know use this later. You know, maybe if we have a second child or if um, you know I can convert this to like a day bed for her or whatever. So uh, yeah, like I just went with that, and then from there I made like other. I made my wife like a keepsake box. Um, I'm big on like handmade cards and notes. Like every occasion we've ever had, anniversary, birthday, whatever, like I always like make her a card and she's like held on to these things. So like I like made her a box to put those things in. And then I made my dog a, a table uh, for his like feeder, like, you know, for his like water and food bowl. Um, and then like people have like commissioned me to like make some things for them. Um, so like I'm like just pay me the supplies money and I'll make it for free. So See, it's just like a fun hobby. Joy, this is part of the reason why I like you and also dislike you. You 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 make me as a husband look terrible. Stop like, my it! Wife, no. Like, <laughs> my wife's gonna be listening to this. She'd be like, "Hey babe, how come you can't do that DIY stuff?" I'd be like, Listen, hey, babe, I'll send I'm you laundry right now. You want to come? You want to come help me? <laughs> Ricky, you can't have it both ways. It's it's the laundry or the other, you know. Um, oh. boy, I'll send you the YouTube links. Super easy. Just don't be afraid of like you know, failing. Yeah. No. What? No, he has all his what, fingers. What? Stop it. Oh God, you scared. Yeah. Sca- oh God, you scared the piss out. I was like, it's Chandler Smith 2.0. Chandler <laughs> Smith all over again. Uh, how old, how old is your daughter now? She is going on 15 months. Um, 15 months, huh? Yeah, she is the funniest thing in the world. As I mean, it is the best experience of my life, hands down. Like that girl is my pride joy. I, I like understand what people mean when they say that. Uh, is your daughter coming to the games at all? Or is she still too young for that? No, she'll be there. Uh, this will be oh, her yeah. first CrossFit competition that she's seen. Um, she won't know what's going to happen uh, or what's happening, I should say. But um, just knowing she's there is going to be fun because, like, she was there when we were doing the open and stuff. And, yeah. like, just, like, watching her, like, you're, like, tired and you just look over at her and she's just, like, smiling ear to ear at you, like, waving. You're like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care if this hurts. This is awesome. I love yeah. you so much. It's so cool. Um, so, but, like, she, um, my wife works or has class on Tuesday nights. So when I coach Tuesday nights, she's here with me. So like, she is like well-versed in the idea of like being in a gym and being around that stuff. Maybe a little mm-hmm. too much because she she has fallen a few times in the gym and gotten a few boo-boos to my wife's dismay. But, um, <laughs> you know, she, you know they, they say it takes a she's village. A child, babe. Yeah, she's going to get banged up. Listen, we only been to the ER once. You know, it's not going to be our last time. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, does your daughter hang meat? Uh, she does. Um, yeah. she hang meats. Like she, she's just figured out the walking thing and you can just watch her walk around. Like she owns the place. And I'm like, that's the idea <laughs> one behind hanging meat, right? Walk in there. Like you own the place. That's yes. it. Explain that. What, what, okay. Joel told me this hang meat thing. And I was like, what? Like, so what, what is it? Like for people right, who don't so know at all. The idea of hang meat, you know, Dex Hopkins, right? He's, oh, yeah. you know, Dex. He, he, was, Dex. he was one of our guys. Yeah. Sexy Dex. Like, he would always say this stuff like go hang me hang me and like he knows kelsey well um so he would like message us up us as we were like getting ready to go like do this team thing like when we started training together he's like this is a meat squad right here like just referring to the fact like you are you know big individuals who are good at fitness like you are just four gorillas and like nick our other dude like 
is an actual gorilla. Like he is an enormous <laughs> human. So like we, that just became our motto. Dex is like, you know, hang me. Like you guys are like, you know, big motherfuckers. Like go out there and show the world how big and fit you are. So that was kind of the idea behind hang me. And then like we, we created the, the hang meat dance and some people took that the wrong way um so oops that's my bad um but yeah that's kind of like where it came from is you know it's like a bravado thing you know what i mean like go in there have fun you know be a little cocky like that's what the sport needs a little bit like it's okay to show some personality the, the whole team aspect thing so you've been on a team twice now Right, this, will be your second. this will be my third. Oh, your third iteration of going yeah. team. Um, <clears throat> how does, not to like say that one team better than another, but like what, this team in comparison to past teams that you've been on, what are, yeah. what are some like things that you think that you guys, that you have now that you didn't have then? I, yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, I think every year that I've done team, I found I like it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know in years past i we have had really good individuals right like zach souter fantastic individual great yep. team player you know yep. uh, and the girls that were on that team nicole holcomb she was a games athlete um back in like 2015 and um emma chapman you know, very fit those fit. two were very emma fit. too yeah emma yeah and like they like they had their holes you know what i mean like and that's mm-hmm. what's cool and bad about being a team is like you know, everybody's going to have their, their different holes. The team this year is, you know, we are four very well-rounded individuals. Um, you know, we all have our strengths, but I don't think our weaknesses are as deep as in years past. And, you know, the biggest thing is like, we genuinely like spending time with each other. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not saying like we didn't in years past, but there were certainly moments where like shit would come up and like, you know, somebody was mad at somebody for something in years past. Mm. They just couldn't get past it. Like we've had those moments, you know, like somebody bailed on a training session at last minute, uh, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, um, what a, what a douche that person. Well, that man. bearded guy's a dick. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we're able to like have conversations Ask maybe it's just us getting older, but we have like these conversations with adults, like we can move past things like that. We, like I said, we like having and spending time with each other nick's daughter just had her first day first birthday party this past weekend and like we were all there like celebrating with him you know what i mean and like it's just fun being around these individuals so i think like the atmosphere is like the biggest thing that's changed year to year with these guys Mm -hmm. how does Um, that how does that set up for you going into the games this year in terms of like you talk about like you should have some fun with this this we you've said before like we want to be the fun team um, yeah. the personality of this team and the approach that you guys have, because I know you said like, Hey, it's also still the CrossFit games. Like you got to go compete. What is the mindset for you going into the games? And maybe how is that different than prior approaches for you? Yeah. I, you know, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like, we want to be the fun team, right? Like there are so many teams out there that like, they want to, you know, uh, listen, we're going to the CrossFit games. It's, you know, we gotta be so serious as soon as we walk in the door. Like, like we're going to be serious at three, two, one, go. I can promise you that. But, you know, in the time between that, we are going to be the ones out there dancing, having a good time and just playing loose. You know, like I think there is 
a level of confidence to that. We are very confident in our abilities, like haze in the barn, as they say, there's, there's no way to get more fit from here to now. And like, especially when you're there, like you can't like stress about things. You just got to go out and execute. So, you know, you'll watch, even like just watch people's like body language before like the things start. You can see like the people who are confident in their abilities and the people who are like a little scared about what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? So like, we're going to walk around and like, we're going to be high-fiving each other. We're going to be dancing. And I think in like years past, that wasn't the case with a lot of people, you know, even like whether it's us or whether it's other individuals or whatever, you know, like I think a lot of people for a good reason, take this very serious. But like I was saying, like there are, there's emotion in sports. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. look at the turnover chain, right? Miami gets a pick six or whatever. They're thrown on the turnover chain. It's, it's about (laughs) that, you know, like that's kind of like, what I want to do, I want to like can, can those guys. Can OBA get a like a hang meat chain in the next week? Oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna so see good. if we can. I, <laughs> as soon as we get off this, I'm looking into this. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good idea. We just walk in wearing like a big T-bone steak chain. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody's like, these guys are such assholes. I'm like, take it, take it however you want. Like, I'm not gonna sit there and like give Rich the middle finger and tell him like we're gonna just you know crush him or whatever. You know, right. I'm just like. We're going to go out there and do what we do and do it well. And like, that's, you know, chips will fall wherever they may. How do you feel going into to this competition from the, the competitive standpoint of it, though? Because I feel like there's a certain amount in the history of, of the games competition where people look at teams and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to go team. Like, I, I need to be individual because mm-hmm. that's where it's at. But I feel like maybe this year more than anything, and maybe it's only because of the fact that Annie kind of threw down the gauntlet and said, we're coming. Um, I feel like there's a certain attention to the team side of the competition more than there's ever been in the past. Um, does that make it more fun for you guys too? hundred percent. I think like every year, everybody's like mayhem, mayhem, mayhem. It got so boring. So repetitive mm-hmm. that people are like, we don't even care about the team competition. Right. And yeah. like, I think the idea that like Annie and anybody else, throwing shade at rich is a good thing i think it's like oh my god like let's see if these people can back it up you know let's see if rich and those guys can like stand to it like they obviously have a great team every year that's literally just plug and play for rich they have a great system you know but i think the idea of like creating a little drama between there getting more eyes on the team competition is good um, you know, there was a guy recently on a, a podcast who literally said like, oh, no one cares about the team competition. And I, I was like, well, that's kind of messed up to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know, I care about it. <laughs> you know, I, there are plenty of people who care about it. But I think, you know, maybe he was insinuating what I just said is like it got so repetitive. And like, like, even the stuff Mayhem was putting out was just so like, we're going to go win it, it, like there was no like anything cool behind their, you know, you like, it's cool to watch bridge work out and see what they do, but it was just like same shit, different year, you know, but now Annie and those guys are just like poking the bear a little bit. And I'm like, anything can happen. The field is stacked as far as teams go this year. Like, you know, I don't think it's going to be this sweeping victory by mayhem. They're going to lose events and it's going to be a matter of like, you know, if a certain, a couple teams can take their chances in certain places. Like they can be beaten. They yeah. believe like us 
They're fine. Maybe I'm like, maybe it's because I'm naive, but it's like I was the guy in 2019 who was sitting there watching like, oh my God, Noah's going to do it. Um, or like I'm the guy now who's sitting there and I'm, I feel like I'm the meme of the guy sitting at the at the table drinking water that's like, prove, my, prove me wrong, like change my mind. It's like I'm the guy <laughs> sitting there who's like, Mal O'Brien's going to give Tia a run for her money, change my mind. Um, like I, I feel like looking at this field – like, yeah, obviously Mayhem is the favorite, but, like, I'm curious what Reykjavik can do. I'm curious what you guys can do. I'm curious what Invictus can do. I feel like there's, like, you know, Oslo in that mix, obviously, too. I feel like there's, like, eight, nine teams where I'm sitting there, and it's like, this is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Well, I do feel like, also, it's um, one of those things, like, the rising tides raises all the ships, but also, I feel like it, we've had, I mean, we have guys like, like you, Joy, coming out of retirement, but you have years of experience competing right mm-hmm. um you're a fit sob like and i think that the level the the playing field is just one of those ones where like yeah rich and them were dominating for so long but like <laughs> there's more athletes of your caliber that are like hey i'm going team because it fits my life schedule mm-hmm. it fits like what i actually want to do what i enjoy um yeah. and like dude i've had there's athletes out there that were very fit individuals but better on a team setting like they mm-hmm. can rep out move rep so much faster than other people and whatnot and so what i'm trying to get at is that like like you said yeah rich and them are really fit but we also have all these other teams that are capable of having those moments where they have those like those home run hits where like Mm -hmm. you just you four do the workout perfectly and the stars align and you're beating mayhem and it's like and i think that's happening more and more often where there's more and more teams that are getting to that level yeah. And at that level, um, it, it, the question is, is just that, can you be as consistent as Rich and them are? Right. And that's what they are. They are the most consistent team out there. You know, a lot of times like you put yourself in a good position, but you still need them to make one mistake and they just don't. So you guys are getting ready for the games. Like all, and all, all I can really think about is honestly, is the fact that you have kid, you have a kid, your fellow teammate has a kid. Um, the girls on the team, I don't think either of them. No kids. kids. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, I just like, and it's, it makes me excited to watch you guys. Um, OBA is the name of your guys' team, Open Box mm-hmm. Athletics. So I, yep. what I actually wanted to ask was, how did you guys ever, like, how did this this team become a thing? I decided to come back. I started training and Kelsey Keel moved back to Philadelphia. She was bobsledding for a while. And she was just kind of like looking for a gym to work out at. And she was like not in any like competition mode or anything she hadn't been doing crossfit for about the same amount of time i had been um so she took the time off started bobsledding and then i told her like hey like i'm getting back into it you know i'm looking for somebody to train with if you want so her and i just like i text her when i was like going to the gym and she would like come do my sessions with me we were both kind of like uh, i don't really want to do the individual thing we knew like to try and make it as an individual like the amount of mental energy alone that it takes so great it that would just wasn't in the cards for us. We were just like picking each other's brains. And I was like, Hey, I know this other dude, Nick Hecht, who is very fit. He owns a gym up the road. Um, let's see if he wants to come train with us. So, you know, we got Nick in the room and then Kelsey was like, well, I know this other girl who we could convince to move here. So we got Ashley to move here from Boston. And I, the first Jeez. session we had was just like the funniest shit show ever. It was just like, all these dudes, because Nick took some time off as well. Like he wasn't actively training and Ashley showed up and she had been like her boyfriend, Dylan, went to the Atlas games this year. Like they were like, she's very fit when she walked in the door and like the, mm-hmm. the three of us were like, oh fuck, 
she's going to crush <laughs> us. And like, <laughs> so I was like, we got some catching up to do, yeah. which was good. Cause like the three of us are old, mm-hmm. you know, we're like 31 and above and Ashley like just turned 24 or something. And I'm like, oh my God, this young kid's like, what did I just agree to? Yeah. So, um, Ashley's yeah, probably like, I got my boyfriend. He's doing my programming. I just joined this geriatric club. What are we doing? Yeah. That's <laughs> honestly what happened. Cause like, I remember doing the open and she is just like cruising past us. And I'm like, Nick, we gotta go. She's Nick, come on. <laughs> She's making us look bad. Um, so it was good. Go we, yeah. We had this rabbit to chase. Ashley is one of the weirdest people I've ever met in the best way possible. She's just like, <laughs> there's never a dull moment with this girl. She is just always on something. Her level of energy is just like naturally up here. And us geriatrics need that, you know? I can, I can hear you saying, telling her, just wait till you get to 30. We'll see how much energy you have. <laughs> As I'm like icy hotting my knees and like, you know. Do you guys do, do, you guys do the TikTok? Absolutely not. I told them the first time I saw Reykjavik do that, I was like, I will quit if you ever mention this in my presence. I was like, I'm not doing this. Whatever they do, I don't know. So I was like, this isn't for me. Um, No. Every now and then I just like, you know, Kelsey's big on Instagram. Good for her. I like, you know, it has helped us tremendously as far as fundraising and things go. Um, But I give her shit all the time because like we'll finish a session. I just look over and she's just like, you know, doing the (laughs) selfie thing. And I'm like, God damn it. Like we got other shit to do. Let's go. What what's next? Like, well, I mean, I know you guys have the games coming up. So like what mm-hmm. what is the next the next I mean, hell, what are we two? Ha, weeks have you away? thought that far from like let's go to the games and then it's certainly one step at a time, but we at least have the conversation, you know, we'll be sitting there like, hey, like, you know, I, I had the conversation with my wife. Um, you know, we want a second child at some point and mm-hmm. you know, we're not gonna like let CrossFit dictate when that happens you know unless you wind up on the um, podium and then it'll be nine months from now <laughs> true story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listen listen i'm already like hey back up like get away from me dude um Ten but four, yeah four. seriously i was like you, you know how much daycare costs hold on <laughs> so so we're gonna yeah you know i'm absolutely open to doing this again as are the girls you know nick i think he's gonna have the biggest trouble i think committing for another year because he just had his second kid um so he's got a one-year-old and he has a three-week-old they're irish twins like it's there's a lot going on in his house yeah and he lives like 50 minutes away um which isn't really far is the crow flies but philadelphia traffic is absolutely terrible um so for him trying to get in and do sessions and stuff it's just really tough you know we have a conversation we're open with each other about it and you know, after the games are done, we're all going to just like train individually. And then, you know, um, like I said, just keep talking to one another and see where it goes. That, you, so Matt. So, <laughs> well, hey, I, hey, I, dude, I'm killing it. Three weeks going now, one class a day, realize, trying to beat on master's athletes in my gym and not doing it and realizing that I have fallen far from the fitness days. That it comes back quick. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> well, and then like whenever, uh, whenever Joel uh, talked about bringing you in, I was like, I was like, yes, does he help me with my own motivation? I get to see mm-hmm. a familiar face. <laughs> it's there. It's still there, dude. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's a lot of digging. Like you ain't that guy anymore right now. <laughs> dude, that's so true. And like, that is how it started. When I, like, I was always like the burpee guy. Like I was like, I can crush burpees and rowing in a workout. Like, this is my jam. 
And, you know, in my time off, I like purposely tried to gain weight. I was like, I want to try and like get bigger, you know, I was like, so I went on a Snickers diet. I would eat a bag of fun size Snickers a week and I would wash it down with like whole milk and like, you know, I was just like trying to eat as much as I could. This is not and in the CrossFit methodology. I just want to point that out. No, that's not. Yeah, that's no, not at all. This is like, right this is a dirty ball. Yes. So I remember like we're at my daughter's like one week checkup and they put her on a scale and you know what the scale's like this big and they like put her in it but next to it's like an adult scale so i like jokingly step on it and i saw a number i've never seen in my life i was like holy shit like that's to me i was like i wasn't like worried about it i was like this is awesome like it's working you know um and then i like did a metcon and i was like oh no <laughs> burpees got harder who knew so for a while there man like it was just like you're right. Digging is the term I would use. Like you are just like, you are just trying to knock as much dust off of yourself as you can. But honestly, like I got like six weeks into it of like, you know, doing conditioning and things like that. And I felt just like I did in years past, you know, it, it's crazy how it works, but it does. So Joey, we, uh, we have a, a final segment here that we end every, uh, every show with, it is called the strategy mm-hmm. sesh. Uh, and you going to the CrossFit games, we will pick a games workout here, uh, from a previous year. And we have uh, our guests strategize how they would attack this. So we, we get inside the mind of an athlete. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going. We got to find a way to make this fit into the hole for this. Using nothing but that. Wait a minute. No, wait. Um, uh, can we just stick to the issue at hand? So at random, we have wound up with the 2013 CrossFit Games. We're going to go for the final event. This is the Cinco 2. It was a two-part workout, but I'm only going to give you the second. Uh, three rounds for time, five muscle-ups, five deficit handstand push-ups, and then a 90-foot overhead walking lunge at 160 pounds. How do you so attack you, that? Before you jump into that, Joey, this workout, it's Cinco 1 and Cinco 2, which he's having you do Cinco 2, this workout is what got me to want to do CrossFit. This is the work I watched on ESPN and I was like, this, how do they do this? Because this, the first, this is it. This is, well, because the first part of that workout had four or five deadlifts and yep. then kettlebell pistols and a handstand wall. Oh yes. yeah. You remember that one? They had the deadlift, yes. like they had the demon kettlebells. And I was like, I remember watching them deadlift and I was like, I was like, oh yeah, they're all big and jacked. They're all like six foot four because the cameras are all down on the floor yep. shooting up at them. And I was like, of course they can deadlift that. They're all big as hell. They can't scratch their backs though because if you're big <laughs> and strong, you can't scratch. Then they kicked up to the handstand walks and I was like, oh, I, I want to be these guys. Like they yeah. can do it all. <clears throat> so sorry about that. But like, I just wanted. No, that's, I mean, like we all had that moment, right? Where you saw CrossFit and you were like, this is it. This mm. is like, this is what I want to do. Because I, I forgot somebody's like, quote recently that was like i didn't get into crossfit via like health and wellness like it was it was lazar dukin it was lazar dukin that's it yeah and i was like yeah like that is exactly why i got into crossfit i was like i want to do that stuff um so wait what was the workout again five muscle ups three rounds of five muscle ups and five deficit handstand push-ups and then a 90-foot overhead walking lunge at 160 pounds what is the deficit axle bar by the way um, no. I don't know. Probably, pr- probably if I remember correctly, it was like six. It was like six to eight inches. It was. It, yeah. It was like a six to eight inch deficit. So think like okay. handstand push up, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So me right now, if I'm doing that, I am. I'm doing the muscle ups and broken. 
Mm-hmm. I'm kicking right up. I'm doing the the handstand push-ups. The last five will probably be very tough for me. That deficit handstand push-ups just smoke me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to put that bar above my head and pray to the gods that it doesn't fall on my head. <laughs> and I, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be unbroken. You can break that up. Correct. But yeah. so would it like how how far are we? Is it just hold on for dear life and then figure it out? Yeah, I think that workout is like. I think if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do five. I'm going to kick down or like come off the rings, take a couple deep breaths, do my five, take a couple deep breaths, do my five, and like take my rest there. But when you get to the axle bar, you're doing that thing unbroken. You're not putting that down. Like you don't have that luxury at that point. Um, I like the axle bar more than a regular bar for some reason. It like, I feel like I can like lock my shoulders in more. So I think I, I could. I can make it happen. Um, I do a lot of glute work, so I have a big old butt, and I think like I like the lunge because of that. Don't I know my that. wife does. Um, <laughs> you know, as I said, I have to keep her awake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll probably get like 80 feet into it, drop the bar on accident, and then you know have to stare at it for a while to finish the last 10 feet. Joey, I guess we can leave it there, man. We're looking forward to watching you guys throw it out next week and uh, and biking through the mean streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> Listen, I'm all I'm thinking about when I'm there is D'Alessandro's stakes at the end of the street, you know, and I just got to weave my way through that traffic. 